Hello, 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 and welcome to the cup where we give you where the, we put the tea in reality and where you can come here first to quench your thirst. Period. I remember some things. I talked to Sam. Sam reminded me. I was like, yes, I remember we this is yes. where you come first to meet your reality. Thirst, I got you. I feel yes. you. I am we here. We are line. back. I am excited to be back. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Last time we were here, we were doing some cast assessments for these very this very show. And now we're here to talk about Survivor. Survivor has premiered, and we are here. But first, let me introduce ourselves because you should want to. You might want to know who we are. I was like, "Who are you?" I'm going. Of I don't need they, an introduction. It's fine. Look, they know who I am. They know who I am. <laughs> Y'all know me. You know me. But if you don't know me, if you happen not to know me, I am Lana. I am your resident diva here to give you all the tea. I love the tea. So if you have tea, you know what to do. Hit me up and give me all that tea. And if you want to be on a show like this, a reality, and talk about all things reality, you know what to do. Hit us up on at the cup underscore reality dot on Twitter. And I'm just drinking. Actually, I am Logan. I am drinking something today. What? I have my cup. And it's strawberry. Is it strawberry sunkissed? Strawberry Sunkiss. Yes. I am back we'll to my strawberry Sunkiss phase, everybody. I else. feel like I feel like that has to be a Survivor thing now for you, uh, oh. because the last time I remember you drinking it my, yeah. was Survivor Forty Two. It was Survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. I might get back into sun, Sunkiss for Survivor. Period. So love it. But love yeah, it. so love that's it. what I'm drinking today, and I also have water because, of course, hydration. Please, of course, of course, of course. And, and I'm Logan Murphy, a say something gay, gay here. Uh, water is always because hydration, but we're also drinking my single favorite sparkling water uh, on the planet. Uh, it is good old Aha Fuji Apple and White Tea, which I also feel like I associate with Survivor a little bit. Like I, I, I drank a lot of it during 42. I drink a lot of it normally, but I just bought another case. So, uh, period. Uh, and we have a special guest with us, someone new to the cup, and we love having someone new on the cup. Please, please, please introduce yourselves, our beautiful guest co-host. Hello, uh, my name is Jack. I use any pronouns, so as long as you're respectful, use what you want. Uh, I am a game design student, a college student, um, an org host. Uh, what else can I say that sounds interesting? A fabulous um, human oh, being. A fabulous human being, a Twitch streamer, and someone who drinks like way too much coffee. Mm-hmm. Like to a point where it should be an issue, but it legally <laughs> oh. isn't an addiction. Oh, honey, you're you're in good company here. I do the same. I, I, I shut myself off about 6 p.m. and that's when I switched to caffeinated sparkling water. <laughs> <laughs> it changes, yeah. Uh, and in honor of being here, I just have some uh, good old-fashioned chamomile tea with honey and a fork because I didn't feel like getting a spoon. You know, there there are days where you just have to mix your tea with a fork, and I understand. I mean, look, if you have a fork, a stirrer, a 
you know, it doesn't matter as long as they get mixed. It's cool. Exactly. The back of a ladle, which I used today. <laughs> a whole the ladle? Half of a spoon, you know. well, I was using the ladle to get soup for lunch. Okay. And then I needed to stir my third cup of coffee. And I had already put my, sp I wasn't planning on having a third cup of coffee. So I put my spoon in the sink already. So I said, mm, back of the ladle, sure. And it worked perfectly fine. It's, it's multitasking fine. to solve a problem that really shouldn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know I, what else shouldn't, you know what else shouldn't exist? The person who was eliminated on this episode of Survivor. Uh, we, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, we, yeah, it shouldn't have happened. But we'll, we'll get to that again. We'll get to that. I will say, having Jack here with me and Logan, it just seems like a very high rising reunion to me, and I love to see I'm it. Just I'm just saying that that theme has been coming back to me every day. People are reminding me this. This I'm just okay. I'm 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 just putting in an atmosphere that it just seems very convenient and I'm talking to more and more people. So, you know, we'll talk about that off camera because you know, that's our business. Yeah, no one should think about what was if just you said know, you know. like just ignore that thing in like the bottom left corner. <laughs> that's irrelevant. Uh we're just I mean, bringing it up for fun. I mean, but if you know, you know. Anyway, Survivor happened. The premiere happened. And I was very excited about the premiere of Survivor because, you know, coming off of last season, amazing Survivor, amazing winners, Marianne, Soul Survivor, killed it, Tribal Council. I literally watched her tribal right before starting to watch the premiere. I did too. I was like getting in gear with what was about to happen because yeah. that was like a masterclass at what a tribal should look like. She nailed that. But we get started on to Survivor. And you know what? I liked the start of Survivor this season. I like, not that I don't normally like to start, I like how Jeff is very personable with the contestants, but his whole thing on asking these stories of, when did you start watching Survivor? What got you into Survivor? I enjoyed that, getting to know some of the the, the players on and their wise. What made them want to come on Survivor. And we've heard these stories a lot. Like people watch. I've watched when I was from, from the beginning or my family watched together or this is something that I've been dreaming about. And it, it, I always find that nice. I always find it nice. So that begs the question, Lana, Jack, when did you start watching Survivor? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my Jeff Probst moment and ask you. I started watching Survivor from the first season. I actually watched Richard Hatch and that whole entire season from the very beginning. I have, I, I can't say that I have watched every season because I've gotten into it really, really good. And then there have been moments where I fell off. Then I come back and I'll get back into it really again. Then I fall off again. But I started watching, I watched the very first season of Survivor and I was like, this is a pretty decent show. Now, does my family watch it? No. No, no, I'm not one of those people who be like, me and my family all sat down and watched Survivor. No, it was just me. And I I, I watched it, but I always knew I loved, I liked the show, but I could never be on the show because yeah. I am way too bougie to do Survivor. Period. Valid. <laughs> uh, so the earliest memory I have of Survivor is, okay, so first off, 
Uh, plug your ears if you don't want to feel old for a moment. Uh, just like take the headphones off, anything you need. Uh, so I wasn't born until sur- the first season of Survivor was fully aired. Like oh. I just did not exist yet. Um, the first memory I actually have of watching Survivor is being in a nice family room, probably at around, I want to say nine or 10 watching Cambodia. Uh, that was the first season that I directly remember. Uh, I've watched basically every season since I've been on and off, uh, going into high school and then, uh, going into college. Uh, specifically around the time that uh, Island of the Idols and uh, Winners at War aired, once it was very obvious what was happening, I didn't watch it nearly as much. Uh, But starting with 41, I really got back into it. Uh, So it's been really, really nice to really get to study these more newer seasons and compare them to, honestly, kind of the oldest seasons where it feels like it's getting back to that vibe logan what about you (sighs) okay so my so i've talked about before and we'll probably talk again when we do our amazing race uh premiere coverage which breaking the fourth wall we're recording right after this one um but like i amazing race was the first reality show i remember watching and then survivor was the second And I didn't really get into, like, Big Brother as the third part of the Holy Trinity of CBS reality TV until much later. Um, I remember, like, sparse things from early seasons. Like, I remember watching Cook Islands. I have a couple memories from, like, Cook Islands. I remember watching Sandra and Parvati and, like, loving them. The first season I remember fully watching in its entirety was actually Guatemala. Um, like I, I remember watching Danny win and that's why she's one of my favorite winners just because I have that reverence and that like memory with her. I took a lot of time off of Survivor um, and I came back to watch, I think it was Kageon was the first season I came back and watched and I've watched, uh, I've watched all of the seasons since then and I've watched, I think every season at least somewhat live since Kageon. Okay. Cool. I think that's where I'm at. Cool. Well, since we all said win, that's great. I think, and I like that. I love hearing where people love or, you know, feeling for Survivor or these games come from. And so we hear all these stories about everybody's wears and, you know, wins and whys and whatever. It was nice. Then we get into the challenge, the first challenge. And um, I don't, I did not write down what the challenge was. So if either one of you gentlemen know what the challenge was. (laughs) I definitely do because I took notes. Uh Yes, I also believe I know. But before we move on to that, so did they announce the tribe names before or after the challenge ended? I just it was before. Sure. Before it was, it was before. before. Yeah. So Coco and Vessi are like totally normal. How did they not look into Baca? Because if you've been on the internet at all, you know that Baca is also a Japanese word for not being smart. Uh, putting it simply, so how? Oh, I did. I was not aware. Yeah. Uh, so 
I'm very, very curious uh, who caught. I think, I think Evie caught that, uh, and they made we a thread that. like comparing every single person on that tribe to what type of like otaku or oh, like anime fan they would be. I would need to pull up the exact thing, but it was a very interesting thing to see. Oh, they're. Oh, that's that's the actual name. Do, do they? They don't know. Do, no, they don't know. Wow. Wow. Look at Jack spilling the tea on the cup because I, I had know, no right? <laughs> I had <laughs> literally no clue. Did not know, but yeah, we did hear that. So, like you said, Coco, uh, Vessi, and Baca are the tribe names. Okay, so for the first part of the show, I will admit I thought they could. They kept saying Bessie, and I was like, "Who is Bessie?" With a B, and I was like, "Why are they saying Bessie?" Because I remember doing our ca- our cast and says, "I thought I thought it was Vessie," and they were like, well, "But and yeah. we we affectionately started calling them the Desi tribe because right. I we did say Desi because yeah. I just um, anyway, it was Desi Baklava and um some I don't remember what we did for Coco, but I think Coco was the obvious one. I think Coco just was Coco by itself because I think that's oh it was Coco Coco it was a drag. Queen, you said Coco Montrese, the Coco So yeah, so yeah, that was what it was. So I was very confused when they, I thought they were saying Bessie, but then I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. you're saying Bessie. But yeah, so y'all can tell them what the challenge was. <laughs> so we've got a good old fashioned run into the jungle, and I was like, okay, we're running into the jungle. What advantages are we getting this time? Because yeah, and there were no advantages. No advantages. So. You had two people running into the jungle to retrieve crates, bring them back. Two people run uh, into the shallow ocean to grab a boat and pull it back. And then the other two have to take the crates, all of the crates together, and build a cube puzzle to which then one person climbs on top and uses a bamboo pole to get a flint off of a taller bamboo pole. And the winning tribe gets the most basic of starting uh, materials, a flint, a pot, and a machete. Because we just don't want to give anyone anything on Survivor anymore. Nope. Nope. It's back to the basics. You have to earn everything you get. So you get the basics of the bears of the necessities. And so we watched this challenge start to take place. And it's... Back and forth, I think, for a little bit. Like, everybody was pretty even for a minute. And then I want to say uh, Bessie broke off and was in the leave at one point. And then Coco went and got in the lead and came back with the boats first. And then uh, Baca was struggling for a minute. But then they came back. And it was just, it was very typical Survivor challenges. Like, everybody was in the race when it got towards the end of it and putting together the the puzzle. I think it was the equalizer for a lot of people and then trying to get the flint the off. Flint, the, the flint, flint was the real equalizer. Yes, the all. flint was the equalizer trying to get it off. And, and I forgot to mention, I am so sorry, going back to the introductions really quickly, mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate James, my winner pick, by the way, for acknowledging the fact that Survivor Fiji exists. So yes. thank you for acknowledging that Survivor Fiji exists and acknowledging Earl as a winner because... People try to give great erasure to that amazing... I thought, me personally, felt like that was an amazing 
uh, season. I liked it. I know people didn't care for it and they had their issues, but as a woman of color, black woman, to see all three final tribal with three black people, that meant a lot to me. So y'all can continue to try to erase Fiji, but I will never, 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 never let that die. <laughs> Just I, wrote it, I, I wrote it in all caps. I was like, oh my God, Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the challenge. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, but it got down to everybody was on the blocks trying to get the flint off. It was a, that's what everybody met and it was equal, equal partners trying to get off. And it was, people were close. Like some people would get close and that keep that thing would just slide back down and they'll pull it up and it slide back down. And it wasn't until Cody told the white to stick the flint in the hole because it's a hole on the top and put the thing in the hole and then pull it, it works. And I already know, and I don't know if either of y'all watch Pridium, but I already know Pridium is planning an entire video, Time Survivor Players Hack Challenges part, I don't even know at this point. Uh, And that's going to be the first one. It's like 10 or 11 at this point. Yeah, Uh, Love Billy. Absolutely love his videos. Um, But yeah, I know he was like, we're writing that down. We're putting that on the list. Great, cool, love it. Um, I thought that was so ingenious. Mm -hmm. And it... God, gotcha. I am like I was. I was quickly reviewing the footage because I'm like, okay, uh, how big is the, how big is the hole? Like, is it is it that obvious? How did how did he figure it out? I'm trying to find if the other two poles had like a hole on top, or if it was kind of just flat as well. Like to see if it was just like an accidental thing where it's like. Oh, one tribe accidentally got like a huge advantage by just having this one thing because it was obviously not intended for them to try and uh, put it in the actual stick and pull it out because that was way too easy for what they did. But I think they, I, I do think everybody had the hole because I remember um, other people from other tribes was like, ah, oh, I could have put it in the hole. We didn't see the hole. We didn't use the hole. So I think it was everybody had the hole, but not everybody thought to use the hole. Yeah, looking at it now, uh, I'm specifically looking at uh, Coco's uh, mm-hmm. stick. Uh, yeah, there's. it's definitely like an inlet. It's not like a traditional, like you'd think like it's a hollow kind of hole, but mm-hmm. more like just like basically uh, a little bit down yeah sure. yeah but yeah cody came up with for the big time for the win for the vessi tribe and they won the first challenge and they got the machete and the pot and their flint and uh yeah I, can we just i i want to i want to kind of focus on vessi here for a second um the fact that they won the challenge and then it took them 30 hours to get fire. Oh yeah, that. 30 hours. I just I I can't remember the last time that I saw a tribe that was as disorganized when it comes to making camp. Yeah. And this well, best tribe. Like I 
everyone immediately was just like, um, what do we do? Every single person expected there to be someone who knew how to build a shelter. Because there normally is. There normally is. So this is like one of the few times where it's like, oh, I think there's only I think there's only really one person on this cast with that kind of experience, and that's Ryan. I put it like this. I don't understand ever applying for Survivor and not practicing how to make fire. Like that is that should be one of your main things. If you ever not even if you get on the show, but if you even think about applying for the show, you should be out there with some flint and some stuff and those the the hay and you should be learning how to do some fire because number one, you go need it at camp. That's number one. And number two, if you just so happen to make it to the end, you know it's a fire-making challenge that you possibly can get in. That's like not knowing how to drive a stick going on an amazing race. You should just know how to do that if you plan on applying for the show. That's just some things you should just know how to do. You should know how to swim, and you should know how to make some fire. At least practice it a little bit so you can get some kind of grasp on how to do it so you're not sitting there looking like I don't know what we're doing. I can't build no shelter. I can't start no fight. You should have some kind of survival skills. If you well, play just, when Justine even says that, she's <laughs> like my dad literally taught me how to make fire before I came out here and the fact that I can't get this fire is frustrating. <laughs> and then she's the one that ends up getting the fire, which I did love. Mm-hmm. Um I think I like her. I don't know. There's a lot of people that I still feel very neutral about. And there's some people who, honestly, I've turned a little negative against. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, we'll talk about it. There's, there's one or two in particular. Um, but I guess, do we want to go tribe by tribe? Because that's kind of how I wrote my notes out. I mean, we we, we can because... They after the challenge, they disperse and go to their camps. So since we're on Vessie right now, we could just stick with Vessie and their chaotic selves. I'm not really knowing how to start a fire, not really knowing how to build a shelter, not really knowing anything. But I mean, like they start, they built a shelter and literally it collapsed on people's heads. Like I've never seen such foolishness. The <laughs> scene where it falls on Dwight. And then Justine is just sitting there, and it's the first time they actually spark something that looks like fire. Oh, it's a fire! Oh my god, a fire! And I'm like, not that easy. And then it went away. I'm like, what is this? I do want to highlight, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter say this, and I thought the same thing. Dwight giving Bryce Isaiah vibes in the confessional with the buff over his head. I just absolutely loved that. Um, but yeah, uh, the other, I guess the other big thing uh, to talk about with Vessi specifically on this first day is Cody, because he kind of gets most of the screen time, and we we get Cody developing this strategy against Justine, because Justine is a sales representative. And what we also know is that Cody himself is also a sales representative. And I just never thought we would get a strategy based around someone being a sales rep. I, 
I mean, I guess it's an evolution of like the oh, they're a like oh, they're a college student, they're smart and they're strong, or oh, they're a bodybuilder, they're all muscle, we need to vote them out. Like that kind of like job targeting or so like profession targeting. So Survivor 41, it was college student. For Survivor 42, it was um psychologist and then survivor 43 now it's sales representative um who's I, next i i want to know farmers um, i don't know <laughs> I, I want to know how dangerous is a sales rep i mean how how dangerous are you you're a sales rep i mean maybe you could lie that's mm -hmm. a good because sales reps can lie to you and make you buy something you never wanted to buy in the first place but i don't know he knows because he's a sales rep too. So it's like the sales rep on sales rep crime is very weird to me, but <laughs> I, okay. My, I have a slight issue with Cody. I don't I know. Do too. I, do too. I, as well. I don't know how I, if I like this man and I, he's rubbing me a little bit of, like you said, he had a lot of screen time. Nine, nine confessionals according to, the uh, Survivor Wiki. Did he uh, have the most? He had the most. He had the most. And so I, I'm thinking seeing more and more, a, a lot of him is turning me off of him because it's like, it's the first episode. We want to see everybody. We don't want to just see you. And his his takes on things, I don't really like. Like, we'll talk about it later but because it's going to come up when they go on the, the trip, the voyage or whatever. But it's just the journey, the destination. The, I don't know what we're calling it. I don't know. I, 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 look, it's, it's giant a, rock in the ocean trip. That's what we're calling it now. Giant <laughs> rock in the ocean trip. But whatever. Rock. It was a lot. It was, it was interesting. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. But let's move on to the Baca tribe because the Baca tribe gets back to the tr to the camp. They finally get, they get their camp and they have to do a to get their supplies, they have to do another challenge to get their supplies, to try to get their supplies. They have four hours to pick between, well, they have four hours and they have to ch pick between Savvy or Sweat. Um, savvy, of course, is a puzzle. Sweat is you have to dig up your supplies in this marked area in the sand. Owen cracked me up on this segment. Can I just say, Owen was like, they were like, we, I want to do sweat. They, we, we, yeah. uh, it was Sammy. Sammy was like, we should do sweat. And Ryan Owen was like, uh, I don't want to do sweat. Cause if he, if we agree to sweat, then that means I'm going to have to do sweat too. And I don't want to do Cause that. Gabler, Cause Gabler's not able to do Gabler, it. Right. Oh. Who else would they go look at? And so all was like, no, thank you. And I was like, I wrote down in my notes, I felt that in my spirit because I would have been like, are you yep. serious right now? You want to do some sweat with just two of us when all of us can put our brains together and figure this thing out? I yeah. was like, no, no way. I I did appreciate that these were at least different from 41 and 42. And obviously yes. it had to be. Um, but I do, I think now that we've seen this twist a third time, mm -hmm. I think I like it. If we're only going to give one tribe materials to start out in the first reward, I do like this ability to gain the basic materials through this Savvier Sweat twist. 
Mm -hmm. um, I didn't love it on 42 when I was fine, or 41 and I was fine with it on 42. I think now I'm like, they found ways around both both um, Coco and Baca did, um, which I did, I did appreciate both of, both of mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, <clears throat> as my throat decides not to work anymore, uh, they uh, they did also change the challenges up. They were still yeah. very obviously like one or two uh, brains or brawn, like that kind of yeah. vibe. But they very much did change it up from the triangle math counting puzzle to a more logic based puzzle, which was yeah. very, very nice to see. And they also changed it from uh, pure running and uh, collection to, okay, the materials are in the ground. Go get them. Yeah. They both seemed a lot easier. Yeah, they say. did. Uh, I, I, mm, I don't know. So it, They did so seem easy, say, but for me, I would have never got, I would have been sitting on Savvy like, which one I you this one out? <laughs> yeah, the uh, the sweat seemed a lot easier because it was in a predefined area. I don't know how deep it was, mm -hmm. but it it was definitely there was strategy that could be employed versus just run back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, I I'm not sure if I necessarily agree that uh, that the savvy puzzle was easier. I think it uses a different skill set. Yeah. And sure. especially you had I mean with with the triangle savvy puzzle, you definitely had to think of it in a different way where it was like, oh, you can't just count the triangles, but it is also algorithmic in a way where you can yeah. break it down in like a certain way and figure it out. Mm -hmm. yeah. This one was a lot more logic and rules based. So it that might was be very because, interesting. It might be because I've seen this one before, so I knew the answer. Um, that's probably what most of it is. Is like I, I, I've, I've seen it, so I knew that. Oh, you move the two, and then you put the two like that. Um, and I love that of all people to solve the puzzle. It's the person that didn't even want to do the puzzle. Right. And I, under, I understand what Sammy's saying in this moment, where he's like, any he says any single thing can be used against you to target you in this game. Like this, this kid clearly has a lot of knowledge about survivor and it makes me very, I'm very excited about him. And I was during the cast assessment and I'm even more so now, but he's like, I want our tribe to do well. So I'll take this like kind of little sacrifice. We'll see if it does anything for his overall threat perception later on down the line. But he's like, let me blow your mind. Boom. And he doesn't even get the right answer. It's Janine who then is like, but what if we put it here to make a bigger number? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say uh, one of the things that wasn't necessarily clear and leaded to at least me misinterpreting the question because this kind of like matchstick puzzle, if you've ever played like a Professor Layden game or like anything that like is a typical escape room puzzle, like that kind of vibe, Normally, the rules are slightly more clear, so like you can interpret it as, okay, it doesn't need to stay a four-digit number. Mm -hmm. That part was slightly unclear whether or not it still needed to be a four-digit number because I came gotcha. up, like when I did it, I was like, okay, this is the largest four-digit number you can create. 
I'm not sure if there's a better solution, but I think this is the one that they would expect to pull out. <clears throat> yeah. It was, it was interesting, but they got it right. It was um, Sam. Sammy just solved the puzzle. Janine assisted with her with the movement of the other one. Came out with the number. Boom, boom, boom. They got their flint. They got their pots and machetes, and they were on their way to build their shelter and start the fire. Now, um, they they pretty much got into a groove with theirs, I think, better than uh, Vessie and was building. Owen was looking forward to jumping right in and starting the game. He was ready to go. Owen yeah. was like, I'm here. Survivor has started. Let's play the game. Everybody on the, else on the tribe, not so much. They were, was like, hey, you guys, let's chill out. Let's Make this shelter. Let's build this fire. Let's talk how we're doing, where you're from, with you know, who your mom and them, everybody. And everybody was very much trying to vibe. Owen was trying to play the game. And so he was getting very frustrated with his tribe because they were not trying to play the game. They were just and trying to chill. And he's on the one tribe that didn't do immediate strategizing on day one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I mean that seems to be the luck of the draw, as as it typically is for the the people that want to start gaming immediately. Exactly. They, they, um, I mean, Coco. I mean, not Coco. Um, Baka was pretty like chill. Like we had a moment where uh, Mariah, Ellie, and uh, Janine were talking, and Ellie was talking about her sister and the lost of her sister due to drug overdose and they had a moment and she was just like oh my gosh the girls was comforting her and they were just like you know we're good i got you you don't you know just making her feel good and she felt really comfortable with them and wanted to start the all-girl alliance and was like let's start this all-girl alliance ladies us work together and we can do some powerful things. And I was like, yes, period. Let's do this. They were doing it. And then um, it was, and then Ellie went and started talking. She talked to Gabler because Gabler was like, oh, you're a metalhead. And she's like, yeah, I'm pulling all these things from her sister's life. Fans I've never heard of. She never heard of, but her sister listened to them. So she's pulling them out of the air like, yeah. I'm a metalhead and I did this. And so her and Gabler connected. So she's like, cool. I got girls. I got Gabler. Let's do it. And I'm me sitting at home like, yeah, girl, I love this. Yeah, Here for it. Woohoo. I will say I am specifically about this. There was a very distinct editing notice of like, Oh, yeah, uh, there's, like, some, co obviously copyright-free, but, like, some music. Like, yeah. throughout the episode, there was, like, a lot of really nice stuff from all over the place. So there was the Sammy gag at the very start. There was Owen getting the title card. There was <laughs> the punk music. Uh, there, there was just a lot of really nice editing tricks that they brought back from 41 and 42, and I'm so happy they did that. 
Yeah, their drone shots have been amazing. I, I, the, the, I the, forgot to mention the drone shot at the very start. I was like, okay. They 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 have really stepped up their game and how they present the show. And I love, I love, love, love. Like I was in like in awe of the the, the, the drone shots. I was like, oh, that's beautiful. And I, I do agree with those edits that they did about everything. It was nice. I honestly, the first time I remember actually being like really surprised and happy with the cinematography of the show, I remember Island of the Idols. And that's kind of the only thing I remember from that season, if I'm being honest. But I think they got a lot of their drone practice by literally just like showing the giant statues of Sandra and Boston Rob. Um, but that's like the first time I remember in like the modern era really being like, oh, wow, they like, CBS did something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think ever since then, it's just gotten better to the point where now I was really impressed with the way this episode was shot. I agree. Oh, and we should also note that Sammy did, he lied about his age. He didn't want people to know he was 19. He told him he was 22. He said he felt like 19 was too young and people would not take him seriously. Because and, he probably watched 41. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And so he was like, I don't want people to know I'm 19 and he wants to win at 19, be the youngest person to win Survivor. And honestly, I think he has a really good chance if he continues on the road that he's on. Um, but he, like you said, who knows how that will come back and bite him in the butt yeah. later. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I will say the only thing I don't like about Sammy is the fact that he goes to BYU. Like, that's literally the only negative I have <laughs> towards that man. That's it. That's literally it. I don't even care. I love the fact that he's a pet cremator. I think that's so f- I think that's so cool. I'm just like, choice of university. Hmm. Anyway. Um, choices. Um, shall we move to the uh, the Coco Montrese tribe? <laughs> What's the Coco? Because se- similar to the Baca tribe, there is an all-girl alliance forming on the Coco tribe. Like, the ladies are coming to play together in this season, we see. And um, the ladies have Lindsay, the la- Lindsay, Carla, and um, the, what's the other girl? Cassidy. 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 I'm they, remembering names. Thank you. They all decide that they want to work together, and they feel like this is a great time for them to come together. But Lindsay also wants to work with James. And so she's cool with James, pulling James in. And Carla is very happy to work with James. They're like, the girls and James can work together. And so they start, they want to start this group with... And see, see, I like this alliance, but the problem mm -hmm. is I also really like Ryan and Gio. And so I'm just like, don't... Send this tribe to try. I know I said that about Baca in the preseason, but like Baca's whatever at this point. I'm just like, please don't lose. Please. I want to see all of you in the merge. Please. please. I, I will also say, except for quite literally one or two people before this, before like the strategizing and tribal council phase happened. Except for one person, I did. I was kind of rooting for multiple people on all different tribes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. this cast is extremely likable, and there's no one, at least, except for like a couple exceptions, where it's just like, I'm not really catching it. 
Um, I really, really like this tribe, uh, the tribes here and the cast in general. It's just been, it's been a really, really nice wake up. I agree. It was, yeah. it was I, I like a lot of people on all, most all, all the tribes, but I, I did, I did like seeing Carla and Gio talk and they bonded over the first that they're married. They're both in the LGBTQ plus community and they're both Hispanic and they were just like we they they were sharing their stories and I was like this is lovely we love to see people sharing their stories about you know their life and it was nice to see that bond between Carla and Gio are they the only queer people on this season I, I think they are I'm not sure. I, won't, I don't want to say yes. I'm not 100% no. sure either. Um, I know they're the only two that have spoken about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not confident either. I mean, I can look it up. Uh, Survivor 43. I mean, I don't know. But while you're looking that up, we could... It was, it was nice to see them talking and getting their stories out there. Because, oh. look, we don't have a lot of Hispanic... Uh, queer representation on any show, really. So it's I, lovely to see that. I can't think of the last queer Hispanic person I saw on television. I'm gonna be real honest. Other than Drag Race, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is a given, minus Maddie Morphosis. Um, I like. I don't remember. I'm like Jack will get that. Jack will understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a straight drag queen on the most recent season of RuPaul's Drag Race, Lana. Oh, okay. Just so you're aware, and the audience, but um, yeah, straight. I mean, straight. the the big kick it it was a straight cis male. Oh uh, my god! Can, can a straight? Oh my god! I'm saying, can a straight man not do uh, it, drag? It's, it's more that like drag is inherently based in a queer art form so having a straight man do it is just like a kind of it's rare what happened but it, basically Maddie Morphosis even said on the show I don't want more straight men doing this that's not the point I got doctored into it this is not an invitation for all the straight men in the world to jump on yeah See, I kind of feel a little indifferent about that because like I see what I see what he's saying and I understand mm-hmm. that it being a queer space usually for a queer space. But I also feel like if we want to say things are equal, we want everybody to have equal rights of every sort because we do have um queer men actors playing straight roles just like we have men sure. straight men actors playing queer roles so i feel yeah. like if we want it to be equal on all the, across the board then we should be able to be open and inviting on every front and but i get it though because it's like when you have your space and your safe space for your community you should be able to say hey <laughs> straight white people or straight men don't need to be in this space because this ain't for you because I know me as a black woman I say in some spaces that black uh, that uh, non-black people don't need to be in because this is our safe space so I get it a hundred percent it look if it's open and the invitation is open for people to do it then you feel free to do it but if they say no respect that no yeah it's more so just like as long as you respect the space, like you said, like it doesn't Period. matter. Respect and at the end of the day, 
the drag is good. So, like, who cares? Anyway, quick drag conversation. We, we check out all our drag race coverage. We love a quick drag in, in, in conversation in the midst of Survivor. Why check not? out our drag race coverage. There's too much. <laughs> but anyway, um, what I was saying is, I don't remember, other than drag race, I don't remember the last Hispanic queer person that I remember seeing on reality TV or TV mm-hmm. in general, for that matter. Mm-hmm. So, I do love uh, representation matters. It is does. what we're saying. Here. It is. But, it does. Um, are we at the journey? Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Um, traveling to Big Rock in Ocean. Yes, we can go to the the boats. Show up. The boats yeah. show up, and everybody's like, "Uh oh, we know what this means. The boats are here." Everybody's like, "The boats are here." Oh my god, we know what it means. So, okay, starting with uh, Vessie. Dwight really wants to go on this trip. He wants to go, but he don't want to say he want to go. He's kind of like, I mean, if you don't, if nobody else wants to go, I'll... they like, you want to go, just go. So Dwight goes, <laughs> get out, get out, just, go. just go. If you really want to go, just go. So Dwight goes on the journey for Vesti. Uh, Gabler goes on the journey for Baca. And Carla goes on the journey for Coco. So I was thinking, look, when they said going on a journey, I'm still going back to last season where they go on this thing and they walk, walk up this mountain, and it is. But no, no, no. They want them to trek across the ocean and just to this big rock that's in the middle of the ocean. And I'm like, are they supposed to climb this rock? But no, they did not have to climb the rock because that would have been ridiculous. <laughs> I will say we've definitely seen that rock before, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is yes. that's not the first time we've seen that rock. No, we've seen no. it because they're in the it, same place they've been for the last yeah. few seasons. So we've they, seen the rock. Yeah, they filmed it. I think the I think it specifically the islands are called the Mamanuka Islands, and they've filmed there since like thirty three or thirty four, I think. So like I think, it's been a solid couple of years. I think we've seen the rock, but this is like one of the first times that we actually they utilize the rock. I actually think, them. speaking of Island of the Idols again, I think this is the Island of the Idols. Oh, okay. Because okay. I think I remember seeing that rock in like drone shots of the Island of the Idols. Um, they yeah. use these same islands over and over again for different things. So like, I think this was also the island where they had Ghost Island. Yeah. Uh, that, um, that specifically, I was yeah. I was trying to think because they had no, it was the giant's toe or something that they used in the past for something, and I'm mixing. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't think that's the exact. Oh, uh, was that right? Winners at War too? It might have been Winners at War. I <laughs> uh, was this oh, also was Edge of Extinction? At War because that was Edge. Of, that was no, it was Winners at War because it was the second Edge of Extinction. And it was, uh, it was I think yeah. Amber figuring it out and running. I think it was Amber, yeah. Anyway, this island is used a lot, is what we're saying. Um, and so the the twist here is a little bit different than the wheel twist. Obviously, they have to change things because these people have seen 41 and 42. Mm-hmm. Um so now it is a risk. It's basically deal or no deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like risk or no risk. So if you don't risk, then you there's literally nothing happens. But if you do risk, based on the number of people that also risk their vote, um, you draw a little capsule out of the bag. 
uh, one person will receive an advantage. Everybody else who draws will receive a no vote. Yeah. I like this a lot more than the ship wheel. Um, Because I like that this is public and they get to talk about the twist before they actually go do it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like the fact that they do it in front of each other. So it's not like I have to go and make, you don't know what I decide. Like they find out exactly who did what right there. So it's like, oh. Yeah. It is a lot more public information. Um, so I'm just trying to think through it. So the the only scenario that heavily changes is actually the two-person scenario. So in, in the original two-person scenario, like with the ship wheel, you don't know if you were the only one to risk or... Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah. Yeah, because you if, don't know if you were the only one to risk. No, you know win. if you're the only one to risk because if multiple people risk their votes, they don't lose it, right? Is that how it, it was? I don't because I'm trying to remember it. Uh, let me remember. let me look it back up uh, because uh, it's got to be on the Wikipedia. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, but yeah. Oh, okay. It was a little more complicated. Um, so that's what it was. Uh, it was if one or two people decided to risk their votes, each of them received an extra vote. If all three did, all three burned it. So it. It, it was a lot less knowledge of okay, this person did not throw their vote out. These people did. I know that at least one person didn't, but I don't know who it is, all yeah. that, versus, okay, uh, you are publicly revealing to each other what it is, uh, yeah. and then there is a little thing inside a little goodie bag, like a little capsule toy from Japan, and yeah, you're know. just going to figure it out, which is... It's very, very interesting to analyze from a game design perspective. I'm interested to see how many different scenarios we're going to end up with. Like, because I, I assume we're probably going to have something like this every week in the pre-merge, presumably. I think that's how long they did it, did the journey on 41 and 42. So I'm interested to see how many different permutations of this we get how many different advantages they're actually going to give out. Um, Because what we see here is Carla decides she's not going to risk her vote. And Dwight and Gabler decide that they are going to risk their votes. So they both draw. And upon returning to camp, we find out that Gabler risked and won and Dwight risked and lost. So Dwight will not have a vote at the next tribal council that he goes to. And Gabler has an idol that can be used for the next two tribal councils. And instead of, you know, hiding this information and, you know, keeping this information to himself, he decides he's going to scream so every single person who is currently in Fiji could hear him get this idol. I, I'm just going to say now, I'm not a big fan of Gabler. I, he's not He's not someone that I'm rooting for. I just find... 
I, I see that he understands how to play Survivor. And he's obviously a fan of Survivor. But this one episode, I'm not really getting anything rootable. And that seems mean. But I'm also like, you're going to scream and holler and all that. And like, we'll talk more about him later. But yeah, just I, I didn't love the way that he went about it personally. Yeah. It just... So, the thing is, I get what he was trying to do. In short, what he was attempting to do is because everyone knew when you go on the journey, you're going to probably get an advantage or you're going to get an opportunity. So, there's no reason to lie. So, he directly said to his tribe, this is exactly what happened. I have a one in two shot at having an idol. Publicly saying it out loud does give him the opportunity to attempt to flex that and basically hide behind it for two rounds, saying, I have an idol. Are you sure you want to vote me and burn your entire vote? Whoops. Yeah. But also, really? Is are you sure you want to push your luck that prevalently? And then there's something else later on, which is just like what? <sighs> I want to jump to the something else, but I know we're not there yet. We're but not there yet. We're I, not I did love, I did love that they both had at least a basic enough understanding of going like, we know that like we went on this, so people are going to expect something. So I loved that Dwight. We we don't see Carla talk about it at all because um, we don't see much of the Coco tribe really the rest of the episode. But I did, I did appreciate that both Gabler and Dwight were like, hey, this is the scenario. This is what's happening. I think Dwight went about it a lot better where he was just like, yeah, I don't have a vote. So, like, watch out for Gabler. And it's like, okay, well, like, who's gonna... We're not even close to being able to watch out for Gabler unless there's a tribe swap. And, like, honestly, in these new in this new era of Survivor, I would love to see a tribe swap on this season pre-merge. I would love to see that. Yeah. But, yeah. We, then we get Cody... Like, I don't believe anything he says. I was like, what? Why don't you believe anything? I mean, he says the water was up to here. He comes back dry. And that's only been like an hour. I'm like, do you know how hot it is? And on the boat ride from where he was back to camp could totally dry his clothes. I don't. Also, <laughs> who are you to tell that it's only been an hour and a half? Like, you don't know. There's how no concept of time. <laughs> Right, you have no idea how long he was over there just waiting and after they got out the water and from the time they did the thing, how long they had to stand there, how long it took yeah. him to get back. You have no idea. So you, I was like, how you just, mm, you just don't believe him just because. Just To nobody's surprise, not a fan of the white men on this season. That's just pure happenstance in this scenario, because I think the only two are Cody and Gabler. Um, yeah, just not a fan. Not, just, not doing it for me. I just didn't like that. I was like, because there was no reason for, I, I understand paranoia. I understand, you you know, having, you know, you don't really trust anybody in this game. And he could be telling you anything, but like nothing in his story seemed like, if I was listening to that story, not knowing, just sitting on that island, there was nothing in his story that seemed to be off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't like... That also, didn't suspicious. he show the thing? He did. He showed that he did not get it. He was like, 
I didn't get it. Social, watch out for Gabler. Like nothing he said seems suspicious. Now, if you were like, it's been people who came back from that trek and they seem suspicious. This is like, oh, you just look, you just sound real suspicious. Tori, what? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, Tori, yeah, for sure. Just sounds suspicious. And so it's like, girl, hmm. but there was nothing in his story that seemed like it was suspicious to me and yeah. not and it, apparently not to anybody else on the tribe because everybody else was like oh great okay well we got to watch yeah. out for Gabler because Gabler but it's only good for two tribes anyway so it doesn't really matter so <laughs> it, 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 two tribals so moving right along they uh so like I said Dwight loses his vote Dwight loses his vote in the thing and Gabler gets the immunity idol Blah, blah, blah. So we move on to the immunity challenge. Uh, once again, I did not write the challenge. So, Jackie, if you wrote the challenge yes. or you have the notes uh, for the challenge, you so, can tell what the challenge is. Uh, the challenge this time around, as I quickly pull up uh, the actual episode, just to quickly look at it, because my memory is not super <laughs> great. Uh I think it. I think it is the social media that they've been threatening this whole time. That's done it. Uh, basically, it was. Uh, it was basically a mud run into uh, a table maze. Uh, <laughs> obstacle, had, obstacle, uh, obstacle run, obstacle climb, obstacle, as I like to call it. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, what they all are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first, it was uh, running through, uh, going in low wires to get through some mud, then walk then creating a human uh, human wall then getting someone over a balance beam uh and then pulling that down and then finally when they got to the end of it uh pick it was take a table pick uh, a which was a maze an obstacle course and a straight shot i don't think we've seen the straight shot before but the other two we've definitely seen i i remember it it's been a minute. it's been a long time since we've seen the straight shot we've seen it but it's been a minute since we've seen it so and this this triangle table maze situation is like the classic one we see every season yeah every single um, season i loved that we got a choice I, I really appreciated that. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, if you were the first one there, you get to pick which out of all three which one you got, and then everybody else gets to pick what's left. And uh, I was like, okay, it was interesting to see. And it was like you start running, and somebody had to go under the log and press their body under this, you know, dig out the sand. So we start off. They running. They doing their thing. Coco is out the gate, booking it. Um, they get through the the everything. Every, they get pretty far quickly into the the wall climb thingy. Yeah. Um, James is just James is just throwing people up this wall. Just so throwing, but he could not get himself up the wall. His pants was falling down. He couldn't get himself up the wall. So Ryan comes down. And is like, wait, let me. Ryan is impressive. I will say this. This man is very. Uh, impressive um and not to I, mention um, um i will say him and his underwear shot i was very here for it so i'm just gonna say it me I <laughs> that, that was very much all over twitter 
That was uh, very. It was very. Uh, it was very nice to look. That man is nice. I don't have look. my. I don't have my fan in front of me, but actually, I, I have my I, fan, I, fan in front of me. Ooh, okay. You know, I never I, look. I hardly ever comment on how good looking someone is, but <laughs> go check out all of our episodes of Australian Survivor, and it'll prove otherwise. But yeah, I mean, Australian Survivor is just. <sighs> okay. Shush. Anyway, but, yes, this was like one of like I I I I definitely agree. Australian Survivor has some of the hottest men on in Survivor franchise in the Survivor franchises, and South Africa didn't do so bad themselves either. I was very impressed with them, but in the U.S., I'm not always impressed by the men that they get from. You know, in in the U.S., there's some it's some gives and some takes, some here's and some there's, but this one was a good one. This was a good one to bring. There's Ryan a couple. People. There's a it couple was, this season. It was it was some good ones, and I, I mean, I like the white. Looking at the white too, he's yeah. very good looking to me. So it, it's it's some good choices. But Ryan was impressive. I'm I'm not gonna stay on the looks. Ryan jumped down, was like, "Let's do this," and he yeah. hauled James up. And got James over and then ran and climbed back up that thing. Coco was zooming through this this obstacle course or whatever. And then uh, uh, Vessi was right on that trail, like right there. Vessi was right there with them. And (sighs) then we get to Baca. And Baca was (sighs) slowing it down. And Janine could not get under this log. Everybody probably would think that she would probably get under because she's smaller, that she don't need that. She's the the smallest human on this season. And she could not push her way through this log. And it was very, it took a lot of time. It took a lot of time away from, from Baca to do that. I, I point that out for a reason, but we'll get to that. Um, so she gets finally gets up under the log. By this time, Coco and Vessi are all the way out to the almost at the end of the obstacles, getting ready to go down to the the boards and pick their games to play. But Baca finally gets up and they get up to the wall part and then they have to go over a balance beam. Mariah goes across, goes across the balance beam on her first try. Sammy falls. It has to go back, but by this time Mariah has undone the knots mm-hmm. by herself, open a thing so everybody could cross. I point that out for a reason. Stick with us, people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but the equalizer becomes the board games for everybody because now everybody's at these tables. They're trying to yeah. maneuver the balls down these different games. And uh, Vessi chooses the straight shot. Um, uh, Coco chooses the triangle maze thingy. They they picked the maze maze. So Coco has so Coco had the first choice. They picked the maze, which I think is also what I would pick personally. Mm -hmm. And then um, Vessi had the second choice. They picked the straight Straight shot, shot. Mm -hmm. which I think given. Triangle, table maze, or straight shot. I think I also would pick the straight shot because the difference here is it's not just a solid path. There's a path with like, it has like bumpers almost. Right. And I was like, that seems incredibly easy if you can get it, which spoiler, Vessi does. But I was like, that seems a lot easier than I remember it being. 
I mean, you have to have some kind of bumper thingies mechanisms to do that because if not, that ball is going to fall off every time. It's mm-hmm. there is no <laughs> there's it's going to fall off, especially when they have two people maneuver them because two people have to maneuver the table to make it work. So they needed those. And I like how they placed them, not right directly, Nick, you know, on top of each other. Like it was spaces for that ball to fall through. But if you move it fast enough, you don't have to worry about that. But yeah. (laughs) And so Vessi, Vessi's getting it pretty well. It's Jesse and Noel doing it. Um, Coco's doing pretty well. It's um, Ryan, Ryan and Lindsay, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, Baca. It's Gabler Gab- and Sammy. It's Gabler and Sammy, and Sammy <laughs> is presumably blaming all of like getting annoyed with Gabler. Yes, yeah. I watched it back. Gabler's just standing there. It's literally Gabler's fault. Like, I mean, it's Sammy's fault. It's literally Sammy's fault. And Gabler is literally just like, dude, I'm standing here. And that's kind of what you have to do with the triangle maze as we've seen it develop over the seasons. It's just like, let one person, let the person on the right maneuver and the left person just stay still. And that's kind of the best way to go about it. And Sammy's getting frustrated at Gabler. And for once I found myself like, being on Gabler's side, he's like, dude, I'm just standing here. Like, I don't know what you want me to do, but, like, like, you can't Frankie Grande this challenge. Like, you have to, like, do, you have to be holding on to it at the very least. But it's literally Sammy that loses the challenge for Baca. Yeah, yeah because the well, we'll say the first winner was Coco. Coco yes. won immunity first. Can I just, oh, let me just say this. And the second was Vessi. Let me just say this. For the first time in a long time in U.S. Survivor, I like these immunity idols. I I say the idols are really nice. They are really nice this year. I Usually I watch Survivor and me being the person that I am, I'm like, eh, I don't like idols. I don't touch idols because, you know, my religion and I don't do idols. So I, I was like, if I ever got on Survivor, I would never go and voluntarily go get the idol, but I would want to win the idol. But these idols are really cute. And so I would probably want to just like play with them because they look like dolls. And I thought they were just really good idols. I was, very, you know, Logan, I told you I was impressed by South Africa's uh Immunity idols, and I really liked uh, um, Australia's immunity idols, but I was never really a fan of U.S. survivors' immunity idols. This is the first time I really liked them, so kudos to you know the production and the people making these idols. I really like them, but yeah, Coco and Bessie win immunity, so we're sending Baca. The tribe that did not talk about strategy, so to speak, or didn't, you know, didn't strategize at all. They're now going to tribal. <laughs> and here comes the beginning of the end. It's, it's just literally. Uh, uh, I, you watch like the exact scenario that everyone wanted at the start of the season <sighs> collapse in on itself. And on its- immediately. And I'm just like. Please don't do this. Please don't. 
fuck. This is fuck. this was fuck. not what I wanted to happen. I was like, out of any tribe, not this tribe. For several reasons, not this tribe. And so ugh. it was so we so we get back to camp. And immediately Gabler's like, Well, there's three things I wanted to do. He's holding court, and I'm holding just like Oh my He's God. like, there are three things I wanted to do when I came to Survivor, and it was build a shelter, find an immunity idol, and I don't care what the third one is because I don't remember what it is. But because of that, I'm not going to hide behind my immunity idol. I'm going to take my shot in the dark, which I would like to acknowledge at this point. We did not have to talk about information that that exists. No. And we, I don't we just think it does. I feel like I, was it brought up? I don't remember it being I think, brought up. In I think it. I think it was. I don't think it was mentioned in the episode because at this point it's kind of a weird knowledge of like okay, a lot of people started with forty one and forty two as p- the pandemic hit and like you were shown these weird episodes on Netflix, so you had to look more, and then you got hooked on forty two. I think they're kind of building for that audience. And that is like a natural expectation of like, okay, you know about the shot in the dark, right? Yeah, it exists. Don't question it. Just like, and I, I think, I think in some preseason interview, they brought up the fact that it exists. I feel like we talked about it in our cast assessment. We were like, shot in the dark's back. Cool. But I don't, I don't remember it explicitly being mentioned in the episode. Yeah, I don't think it was mentioned in the episode at all. But like, he seriously was like, "I'm going to use my shot in the dark," and I, in that moment, I just looked at my screen and was like, "Huh? What?" I was like, "Okay, so now y'all can vote him out, right?" Like, what? And, like, cool. So now this no, we can't do that because Miss Girl Power herself, Ellie quickly decides to say you know what we need to get rid of our weakest player which is mariah okay uh, and I, this I just, this fucking ha, thing yeah. this, this I, is the part that makes my brain hurt because i, 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 I mm, because i'm this is why people we brought back i made a point to bring up all of the challenged people on Baka's tribe and what they did and did not do in this challenge, we had Janine stuck in the sand for a good hour and a half, it felt like. Like, she was just stuck there. She wasn't moving. Maybe it was 30 minutes, but she was just stuck there. I'm just saying, it felt forever. She was stuck there and did not move, which put them back in last place. We had Mariah go up the wall, go across the balance beam on her first try, untie all the knots while Sammy was trying to come across to help and fail and never made it across until Mariah undid all the knots and opened the thing up for everybody to come across. Then we had Sammy and Gabler standing at the wall, arguing each other, fighting what they're going to do and who did that and loses the challenge for Baca. But Mariah is the weakest. What did Ellie do in this challenge? I don't. Did you? What did Ellie do? I also want to point out that Mariah and Janine, I will say Janine was also a part of this, but in the first reward challenge, Mariah and Janine made up a substantial uh, 
deficit in the challenge when they made the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Because Allie was struggling with the the boat. The water! Because Allie and Gabler were struggling with the boat. It just does not make sense. Like, if you're going to name someone as the weakest, I like her a lot, and I hope she does really well. But honestly, Janine is the physically, is the weakest on the tribe. I, I just, it's just like, sure, if we want to talk about, like, Australian Survivor or South African Survivor, where the challenge is are a hell of a lot bigger and it's like jump over this jump over that even in that scenario janine is still probably the weakest mariah is not the weakest there and it's just like a mental image of there's another reason isn't there like it may Uh. not be unfortunately said or it may not have unfortunately been done but there is only, as much as this sucks, one black woman on that tribe. One black person well, I, on that tribe. Yeah. I, I, as much as I love Marianne, I think there were too many, like, too many things in common between Marianne and Mariah. And I think people saw Mariah immediately and said, oh, this is Marianne 2.0. We can't have this. Whether it was consciously or subconsciously, but I'm going to let Lana speak on it. Mm. Okay. It's time. It's time. It's time for a Lana rant. It's Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Even if you saw that woman and said, this woman is Marianne 2.0, right there, you are unfair. Because why should Mariah have to pay for the fact that somebody who just happens to be black and just happens to have a bubbly personality won the season before her? And now she can't play the game because you feel in your subconscious or conscious bias that this woman is the weakest and she might be a threat to you. The weakest on the first challenge of the whole dang game. This woman has been nothing but stronger than you, but stronger than all of you. Like, what did any of you do? Ellie, what did you do in the second challenge? What did you do in the immunity challenge but run behind everything? Like, you didn't have a pivotal role at all in the entire challenge. Nothing you did specifically helped or not helped your cha- your tribe. Nothing. Like, you went out of your way. This woman went out of her way to console you when you were talking about your dead sister and how bad you felt. This woman went out of her way to listen to you, to hug you, to comfort you, to make you feel comfortable with her presence. Because that's the game Black people have to, pe- to play. People of color have to play on these games. We have to make you feel comfortable around us to make you feel comfortable enough to play with us. Because you didn't even give this woman a chance to play this game when all she did 
did was do everything. She couldn't her power to make it. Now, I don't want to make this about race because everybody going to say, why does everything got to be about race? Why does everything have to be about race? But the only logical thing I can see on this tribe, while all of you all were standing there, all of you good white people and other people of color were standing around there being the weakest people on the tribe. Literally, two big, strong white men were literally the weakest men on the tribe in that challenge. But you look at this small little black woman who sticks out like a sore thumb with her rainbow colored hair and bright personality to say she was the weakest when Janine laid her butt under that log for 15 to 30 minutes. But you, Ellie, Miss Psychologist, who should know better, should know better, sat mm-hmm. there and decided, mm, no. No, I don't want to send Gabler, the old man who literally lost the challenge with us, who has an idol. We know he has to trying his vote and he don't want to vote. He don't want to use it. Like, I don't care if that man said, I, I'm going to use my shot in the dark. OK, I'm, we should vote you out then. <laughs> Everybody should have walked right away from him like, then we go vote Gabler, right? Because. Who sits there and say, I'm not going to use my idol when they got an idol? Who? But these people, okay, let me, let me stop, 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 stop. My rant could go on long. I just say this, the fact that she even was a option at this point for being the weakest was absurd. It was absurd, mind blown. I like my, like you said, Jack. My brain was hurting. Like I could not even understand why this was a thing. Why her name even came out of their mouth. Now, if you want to get alliance, you just you started the alliance. You started the girl alliance, and then Janine, Janine. Oh my God, you thinking smart? You thinking logically? Like if. And Mariah's like, if we lose a girl, we are no longer in the majority of this alliance where these men can take over. And we've seen it happen in several seasons. So maybe we don't want to get rid of the girl. Ellie's like, oh, that makes sense. But mm, no, I don't want that to happen. Like, ugh. and it, it not only it not only took Mariah, it took Janine also considering it. Yeah. For Ellie to be like, mm, no. But on the flip side, I didn't like the flip side vote either. The flip side vote was Owen, Owen and I didn't like that either. And I'm like, you want to flip it to Owen when Gabler is standing his old crusty butt right there? Really, we go do this? When Gabler is literally giving himself up for the throwing his game on the sword, we want to take Owen or Mariah out this game? I don't get it. This what has Gabriel done to earn this respect? I don't get it. I and and here's the fun thing. And and I know it's an older season, especially one that nobody fucking watched, let's be realistic. Uh but I could easily make the comparison that Gabler kinda looks like Ben Crowley and is a similar vibe. They're both Maybe not, it it may be a little bit harder, but they're both like older men, clearly older than the rest of them. Why wasn't that comparison made? I mean, maybe he's a white man. It's it's because he's a white man, and also 
it's an older season. I think literally if Mariah had come on maybe even two or three seasons down the line, this one, it wouldn't possibly have been as prevalent if she had another black person or potentially a darker person of color on her, on her tribe. This possibly wouldn't have happened. Like there are so many things where it's just like you literally set her up as a potential target, knowing what's happened in the past. And this is unfortunately the outcome that anyone who's watched this before expected as much as that sucked. It it, it was, it was very, it it, it was very, very triggering watching that moment of when they got back to camp and listened to Ellie just totally flip on an alliance that she started. That is for two reasons. Number one, being a black Somebody watching, somebody watching black, somebody black. It was just like triggering. Watching as a woman, it was definitely triggering. Still, like I got double like blows to my my self esteem watching this whole thing. It was like this woman who we were like, woman can work together, and you flip on the first chance you get because we need a man. And what world do we, oh, honey, honey, you are the. Sh- I'm not calling this woman racist. I'm not going to do that because I'm oh. not. I will not do that. I don't know her. I just know her conscious or sub or up unconscious bias kicked in in this moment because there was no reason to go after Mariah. And there was no reason to go after Owen at this point when Gabler and, and I am one of, I'm an old person. I root for the older people in these games because I am old and I like to see people older succeed in these games. But this man obviously was ready to throw in the towel because he was, he had an idol and didn't want to play it, was not going to play it. So obviously we take the shot when somebody is literally trying to give up their game. You should take the shot. Any player of any kind knows that. Even in our mini world, we know that. Yeah. If somebody is like, I'm ready to go, we vote them out. You just got to say. Not always. No. Sometimes sometimes you get voted out over someone that asks to leave. Oh, oh, oh somebody did that in the game. Not, not, I don't know that. Yeah, and you want to know who was voted out instead, Lana? Me. People, well. I think- I'm going to pretend like I know what's going on. <laughs> I've had, I this, I've had this exact thing happen to me. I, I, I'm saying, someone, I, I don't even know. Someone, someone asked, it was a game that doesn't matter because it doesn't exist anymore because it doesn't matter. Oh, but someone literally was... asked, that one, someone literally asked to be eliminated and then I was voted out instead. I mean, well, let, 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 let me not, let me go back. Let me, let me, let me backtrack. <laughs> it's been times where people asked to leave and I was not voting them out because I felt like somebody else needed to go before them. And if I'm like, why waste a vote to send them out if they go quit anyway? So I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But this was not one of those scenarios. Right. Okay. But no, this that. was not one of those scenarios. This no. man was literally well, going to well, and even, and even if he does play his shot in the dark, there is an 80, uh, rounding up, 84% chance that he's not going to be safe. Those are pretty good odds in my eyes. Like I'm willing to take that as right. long as I'm on a good re- as long as I have a good rapport with him. Right. Does not matter to me if if I know he's not going to put my name down. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take that eighty four percent and run with it. The one thing that I mean I've personally had to resolve because my specific org 
which I won't name because self-promotion. And I would not We self-promote here all the time. Okay, it's Suitman Survivor. Period. Um, uh, so we've had a shot in the dark for a past couple seasons. And basically how we work it is that the shot in the dark happens after all idols can be played. There is no chance to go back. Everything is set in stone. It is literally a last resort move. Mm -hmm. Here, I'm not sure if that's exactly how it worked. Could Gabler have rolled to shot in the dark and then played his idol? Is that a valid move? Oh, I don't know. Because is it labeled as a standard advantage? Mm. Is it not? Is That's it a special endgame effect? These are things that are unclear. Yeah. And I don't think they've ever been necessarily needing to be resolved. Because yeah. <laughs> no one worked. before had an idol and threatened to play their shot in the dark. Yeah. Like, yeah I don't think anyone who... I don't think anyone who's played a shot in the dark even has had, had an, an idol. idol. Yeah. So. Or had one potentially even played on them. Like it was yeah, just completely out of contention. I don't. But think. I mean, I'm just trying to think. Has anyone actually succeeded with a shot in the dark? No. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. No. <laughs> I mean, how many people have rolled it? Like four or five. So four the odds five. make sense. Yeah. The odds. The odds make sense. And statistically, if it was perfect and they were all drawing from the same bag, which they aren't, um, it should realistically be the next person that draws it. Or if multiple people draw it this season, bada boom, there should be a lot more done. Yeah. But. Yeah. Who knows? I, okay. So all that happens, we go to tribal and. Honestly, I really don't want to talk about it, but if you all want to talk about it. I, I wrote down one line from this, and it was just, everyone was kumbaya, and we have to focus on physical strength, apparently, because that's what Ellie has decided to tell everyone is the important thing. Yeah. Can we just... Can we just... Mariah is voted out. Yeah. I'm sad about it. Mariah goes, everybody goes against her, and she's the only one that votes for Owen at the time, so... I will say, ironically bringing up Mariah, one of the funniest things that CBS casting has ever done is cast two people on different shows who are both black women and have rainbow hair at the same time. I don't understand I how love no it. I love it. It's just like, Okay, okay, we have a shot. We have a shot. I don't know where you were going with that, Jack, and I'm happy with the result. But I was like, I don't know where they're going with that. No. Don't blame you. I was just like, okay, okay. Thank God. Okay. We have one still. We have one. Uh, We'll talk about her later, but when I tell you, I was, yeah, this was nerve wracking. This whole premiere episodes were like insane. Yeah. I was very sad about Mariah leaving unnecessarily in my opinion. And um, that's your heart pick. Your heart that pick. That was my heart pick. First, Lana. That's sick. Uh, well, that begs the question then, Jack. We want to know who do you think is going to win and who do you want to win at this point after episode one? So... 
when the season started, I was like most people and wanted Mariah to win. Heart. Oh, that was your heart. She was a teacher from Philadelphia. She yeah. literally had the rainbow dripping all over her. Love How her. could you not want her to win? How could you not? Love and her. now it's like you you look back and you're just like, ah. And I drafted her too. I was like, I did too. So confident. I did too. I'm so confident. Uh, but I mean, right now, uh, I mean. I really, really like James. James has yep. given me just this amazing energy. Yep. Uh, Carla and Gio, who I did uh, also confirm, are unfortunately the only two queer members on this cast. Everyone else is straight, or it is, or they haven't said anything that would relate otherwise. Uh, so, I mean, both of them. I'm I'm literally just like okay. I love uh, like the strong majority of the Coco tribe at this point. Like I I love Owen. I love Sammy. I love Noel. Uh, but like James, Carla, Gio, Lindsay. Only one. Like, Only one. Jack. Only uh, one. Fine. Okay. The person that I now want to win. I'm going to say Carla. Um, I mean, she, she quite literally has rainbow earrings. You can't beat that. But also she is, she is someone that very clearly like understood how the game is played. She is like very, very outgoing. Uh, She just has this beautiful energy. And I want to see her and Gio and James and everyone else that I like still succeed. Can everyone, can everyone win except for Cody and Gabler? I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Um, Jesse, I love him. By okay. the way, Jesse I love Jesse. You know who I've had a full 180 on, Lana, since our cast assessment? Lindsay. I love Lindsay. I I didn't get to talk a whole lot about Lindsay because she wasn't very prevalent in this episode, but I really like Lindsay. And I really like Cassidy, too. That that Coco, the Coco women, big fans. Big fans. Um, Cassidy is just a straight-up designer. It's like, you can't beat that. Cassidy said, oh, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play the snake game. I'm gonna come in here and do that. And I'm like, okay. I respect that if she can pull it off, but <sighs> well, that's yeah. I I, yeah. I kind of I do kind of like the Coco women more. Um, I would have liked the Baca women, but Ellie ruined it. So no longer do I like Ellie. I think she is a fake person. I think she is not an ally. She's just shown herself not to be an ally. So she's just a basic white woman who I don't trust. Unfortunately, when you show yourself, I just remember who you are and I do not trust that woman at all. So once they hit merge, I feel for every POC who is left in that game because that woman cannot be trusted, especially black people. So just James Dwight, watch your backs. Oh, and and what's her name? Neka. Neka, watch your backs. 
watch your backs. That's all I'm going to say because I don't trust that woman right there. That's my take on it. But that's it. That's it. We are done. It only took us out a half an hour to do it, but we did hey, it. You know what? It's shorter than most of the times when most. it's just me and Lana. So, <laughs> and I mean, the premiere without ads is also an hour and a half. Yes. So, good we times. Just, good times. Good times. I'll take it. We will be back next week for the same thing at the same time, I'm going to say. We're going to keep it moving because, yeah, we got to talk about the Survivor. Jack, you are welcome back anytime you would like. We would love to have you. You've been a joy. And you've given us tea that we did not know about. So, (laughs) yeah. I would would also like to correct something I said earlier. Uh, I had said uh, Evie was the one who put out the Mm -hmm. Baca thread. It was actually Genki Hall. Oh, uh, oh, love Genki! Yes, yeah. love it. Uh, I I think Evie put out something else that was relatably similar, but sure. same idea. Love so, it. But well, we love, love that. It. So yes, you are welcome back anytime at the cup. We love to have you, and that's it. So we will. Y'all know what to do: like, subscribe. Uh, and everything. Follow us on at the cup underscore reality to get all the notifications on when we will have our, when we will drop shows, when we're going to go live, if we ever do go live. Um, and also, who knows? We might decide to pop up with something. You know, you know, I've considered going back, I've considered going to doing live streams, and I just don't know how I love that. We'll figure but- it I I I might be able to uh, give you some tips on that. Uh, I <laughs> oh, I've done it. I've done it more times than I can count. It's just with this format, it's not always the best. But uh, it, it's it, it's a bit harder to just speak off the cuff and all that. But yeah. maybe for a, maybe for a Big Brother season that we're actually going to cover. Right, because see, we were going to do live things after live shows on Big Brother, but we decided we did not like the season, how it started, so we were not covering it anymore. So that's yeah. I'm not loving how it's ending. And either, I'm not right? loving how it's ending, so I would it's be very It's falling apart at the very end. And I mean, like, please don't ugh. do the same thing BB Can did. Please don't. I really please feel like don't. it's happening. I really just, yeah. it just bothers my soul that we're going to take this another season in a row. But... The only good thing about this outcome of that could happen, but I still have faith in my girl. I I do believe, and this is my big brother take for the survive at the end of the survivor episode. Um, I do believe if Taylor makes it to the final two seats, she can pull it out because we know my our girl loves the speech and she has the poise and the grace and the elegance to pull a good speech together and tie up her game in a pretty pretty bow. And I think this they are over analyzing the jury sure a lot of people in the jury like game and like game moves but i think they like take like her story is going to be a lot more than they could like bypass and if she just presents it well she could possibly beat both of those boys but she will have the hardest time against monty unfortunately but and and i am a jailer fan and i hope that after this is all over that just uh joseph can understand all the lies and the manipulation and the gaslighting that these people have done to taylor which pushed her to monty but then made her realize i don't like this man she don't like that man don't nobody like that man and when they get out this house she's gonna surely see oh really 
I don't like this man. And they, Monte, please, that's delusional. Jailer, they have a chance. I think they will smooth this over in the postseason. They will figure it out. Joseph's family is going to be like, bruh, you need to stick with that one because she going to get you on the Amazing Race. She going to get you on and and have all the people. The followers are there because of Taylor. Let's be real. Everybody who is following Joseph is because he liked Taylor. We just like Taylor. We love Taylor and everybody who's associated with Taylor on a good note gets the good vibes. Everybody who was on the bad note. So yeah. just Joseph. They, exactly. Everybody else will know no peace in that house. Everybody and else. That, and that's what you missed on a whole season of us not covering Big Brother 24. <laughs> uh, and anyway, uh, just to end. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't already, go to cbs.com slash shows slash <laughs> underscore brothers slash vote and vote yes. 10 times for Taylor. I swear to God, if she doesn't win this cruise. I, you better vote for Taylor for clear skin. I used every okay. email that I had and every email that I've made. I've created more emails just for this. So uh, I, I would I would actually warn you against that because there is something in the terms of service that they can throw out emails they do not trust. No, but so, emails, these were legit emails. All okay. of these, I have created legit emails just for this. Now, when we did this for, we did this for Tiffany and we did this for Davon. It's the same process for Taylor. We go do yeah. it. It's going to work and trust is will happen. I think I have like 40 emails at this point, but anyway, we've got another show to record. So bye. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. It's right there. You're right seeing it me. unless you're listening and then you're not seeing it. But um follow us. Bye. Yeah. In that case, it's Linktree slash the cup reality. <laughs>